Braves were the first team to 60 wins in the MLB. Another Georgia player got arrested. Pat Fitzgerald is fired after some hazing was reported for Northwestern. What's the story behind Britney Spears and Victor Wembanyama? And we built a football team with players from Clemson. All this and more on this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. Let's go. What is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to Jake's Take. As always, I'm your host, Jacob Sermon, at Jake's Take Podcast, at Jake's Take 14. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Christy. Hi. And you can find her on Instagram and TikTok, at Christy underscore double zero. And as always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network, at Variety underscore sport underscore. Your home for all sports in different forms of varieties. So we're going to take a little bit of a turn, and we're going to talk about not football, not basketball, but <laughs> baseball. And I think we've been doing that more often. We have been because right now the first team to reach 60 wins in the MLB is, drumroll please, the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, and I'm all for this. I know you're a Nationals fan, but I like the Braves. So I think with this, you know, we've talked so much about the Braves and how, you know, they have been defying odds all year. I mean, they sent eight players to the All-Star game. They were rebuilding a few years ago, and that leads me to question, you know, what rebuild? Right, and I think, like you said, that rebuild happened a few years ago when they won in 2021. So now it's been, like, keeping that momentum up. No, and I have to agree there. I mean, I look at this so much, and I just see how not only are they keeping the momentum up, but they're doing it with all these players who, you know, were struggling. I mean, Mm -hmm. people were calling for Michael Harris the second's head pretty much when uh-huh. he was struggling. And now it's the, okay, well, you know, he's fine now. Or right. they were roasting Marcelo Zuna for, you know, his DUI. I, I know what Marcelo Zuna has done isn't the best, but still, yeah. you know, they were roasting him. And now, you know, they're just making headlines pretty much. This is, you know, amazing and something to be very proud of, especially in a region that isn't known for baseball. Yeah, well, and I think it's something for all sports to take note of. I think it's a trend. You know, you have a losing season. You want to fire everybody. But that doesn't give anyone a chance to do anything or rebuild. You're going to just keep rebuilding every year. So I think it kind of speaks to, I think, what sports need to do is take a couple years and struggle, form those relationships and bonds, and then obviously you can see what happens. And trust me, as a Nationals fan, who whenever we lose one game by way too many runs, I always say, blow the team up, sell the team, start over, and then the next game they're fine. They act like they play like a good team. They did just sign Dylan Cruz, though. That's true. They got Dylan Cruz with the second pick. And they got Andrew Pickney mm-hmm. out of Alabama. So they are yeah. they had a terrific draft, you know. I know some fans are going to say, oh, well, y'all are waiting for the draft and getting excited about that. It happens. It is what it is at this point. Yeah, that's just the cycle of sports. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with rebuilding for the Nationals. But with the Atlanta Braves, you know, doing so well, do you think they should be considered the new standard for MLB baseball? Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see it. Like we said, they've one in 2021 and it's hard to do it again so soon so especially if they win the world series this year i think they're definitely going to be the team to look at 
And right now, I mean, that does bring in our next question. Are they the favorites to win the World Series? At this point, yes. Right. And right now it's the all-star break, but they're definitely number one. And then you do have the Rays up there, and I think the Dodgers are being looked at too. So I think with this, you know, right now they've been doing great. But here's another thing. This is something that we've talked about for the past Mm -hmm. year. We don't see a lot of teams in the South get airtime. Should the Braves deserve more airtimes? I think so. And I think probably out of all the Southern baseball teams, I think the Braves do get the most airtime. But I think obviously they've earned it. I have to agree. I mean, I was out to dinner on Saturday and there was a Braves game on. Mm -hmm. And it was against the Tampa Bay Rays, two of the hottest teams. And for some reason, the Cincinnati Reds this year. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. And I watched that game. And obviously, you know, I'm able to name the whole rotation because I feel like everyone can. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing them for the first time in probably a few months not get a base hit in the first (laughs) inning. Right. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, this is insane. You know, this is a team that has Ozzy and Acuna mm-hmm. and Matt Olson and Austin Riley, and they all are striking <laughs> out or getting out. What's going on? I think you're just bad luck. Don't I was not bad luck. No, <laughs> I'm not bad luck. As a Nationals fan, I very much am not bad luck, but they have much more to look forward to. But now with this, you know, it brings up the question, you know, we've been talking about how baseball should be more, I guess, standardized in the South and how Nashville should get a team or Charlotte should get a team. But how does this go with the Braves success? How does this, you know, affect the South when it comes to sports? I mean, obviously you hope more people will visit and travel to the South. I love the city of Atlanta. I have a lot of family in Georgia, so I go there a lot. We used to go to Braves games every summer. So I love it for the city and for the South. The only downside is that there's so much traffic there, <laughs> and it takes 30 minutes to get from point A to point B. Yes, this is true with the eight-lane highway. Ugh, do not remind me of that. <laughs> and then finally with this point, the Braves have been spectacular recently. Can the Falcons and the Hawks follow? Mm, you can speak more to the Hawks. I think the Falcons have a lot to work on. I think this season they're going to focus a lot on their defense. They've been building that up, especially a lot through free agency. A lot of analysts have said they think they'll make it to at least the first round of playoffs. I think that's very high hopes, but we will see. As a Saints fan, I do not see them making it to <laughs> the first round. I can see them winning a few games. Right. Um, but no. And then for the Hawks, I mean, with the Hawks, they basically were they were at 500. They're always at 500. I feel like for the time being, they're going to continue to be at 500 when it comes to their record. So it's not looking like, you know, they're going to be following the Braves mantra as much. But that's okay. You know, Atlanta has the Braves. They have Atlanta mm-hmm. United. Right. <laughs> But speaking of Georgia, of course, we Uh, have to talk about the Georgia Bulldogs being in the news again. And I thought we were done with this. I don't think we'll ever be done. Uh, And here's the crazy thing about this, too, is that Kirby had brought the police department to come in and talk to his team last year about the dangers mm -hmm. of street racing. 
Yeah, and I wonder how much impact that had. I mean, I think back to like when I was in high school and you had your resource officer come in and talk about whatever, all different kinds of things. And, you know, as kids, you were just kind of sitting there snickering, having your own conversation. So that's what I thought of when I heard this. Yeah, and I mean, I think with this, you know, it's just a lot. I mean, this was a freshman linebacker, Samuel M. Pemba, and he was going 88 miles in a 55 zone. Yeah, yeah. it's just, unfortunately, it's that age where you feel like you're invincible and nothing's going to happen to you. And I think that gets amplified as you are, not that he's famous but he's in a position to where one day he might be and i think that just amplifies that feeling oh it has to be because this happened an hour before marcus rosemi jack saint pleaded guilty to driving 90 miles an hour in a 45 zone right yeah and this is just really insane i mean he spent an hour in jail after he was arrested we obviously have talked about you know what happened with Devin Willick and Jalen Carter. We've obviously talked about Rara, what happened there. But Kirby's just sitting there. Right. And that's what concerns me. And it honestly surprises me. I thought he would take a different approach, and he's not. And it's kind of disappointing. Well, I mean, just also think about how many times we've discussed this on the show. Yeah. This is maybe f- time number five or six. Right. They obviously have a discipline issue. I mean, looking at this article from last month, it had stated here that Georgia football players were involved in at least 10 reports. This is actually something you had reported in Mm -hmm. one of our June episodes. Yeah. And I think it's just sad. And I think we're past the point or the excuse of the championship hangover. This is just, like I said, bad discipline. Something needs to change in the program. And I mean, I don't know if this is something – that might have been you know occurring with the coaches mm-hmm. or anything because i mean there was also this report about kendall milton being a repeat traffic founder which i think we had talked about yeah and their former linebacker i forgot his name it was aaron something who he had to be arrested as well i just think right now you know i don't want to keep comparing it to nick Saban, but nick mm-hmm. Saban would bring in different Coaches, different motivational figures. He brought in Larry Fitzgerald, Ernie Johnson to talk to the team. And I feel like Kirby right now is just kind of letting it build up. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is where, you know, he needs to call up his old boss, his old mentor and say, hey, what am I doing? And Nick just say, well, for starters, you're doing everything wrong. (laughs) Right. Well, I even thought about that. Like, who could he bring in to be sort of that role model for the players and work on that culture rebuilding? I'm not sure who that would be for Georgia, who would motivate them. I mean, maybe Matthew Stetson, not Stetson. No, No. (laughs) please keep him away. He he doesn't have a degree, and I don't think he realizes what's wrong with it. But, yeah. I mean, you know, bring in A.J. Green, bring in Matthew Stafford, bring in, you know, someone who is proud. Aaron Murray, you know, yeah. here are some terrific players who starred at Georgia. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's never in the news, and yeah. I'm sure he has a lot to say, even though his mantra is really saying nothing. Right. But I think with this, you know, should this deter recruits from coming to Alabama? This is a big time in college recruiting during the summer. Right. I think so. I don't 
know that it's going to deter the kids so much, but families and parents for sure. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, this is something where Kirby worked really hard Mm -hmm. to get these recruits to come to Georgia. And now you're seeing, obviously, you know, everyone works hard, but Nick Saban works harder. And now you've seen three recruits announce their commitment to Alabama yesterday. So, I mean, with this, you know, this is where you think about the family as well, because if you're getting players arrested or you're seeing players who are not mature, then it's going to deter the family and saying, well, you know, what if we don't want our son to come here? Then it causes a huge issue because you want to go somewhere where you know your parents will support you. Yeah. And I mean, you even mentioned Stetson. Like, obviously, a lot of these players are going to be fine if they don't get a degree, but a lot of parents hold value in that. So if people are going here and playing and coming out with nothing, like, they don't want that either. Oh, I mean, there are players in so many different sports who go back to college and get their degrees because Mm -hmm. of a promise they made to their coach or their parents or their grandparents. And it's very important. And I think that's also something, too, because when you hear a lot of people commit, one of the first things they say is, well, they value my education. Mm -hmm. And I say, yeah, perfect. You know, that's a great first step. Right. And it should be that way. Uh, well, as always, it's definitely a mess in Athens. Sorry about all that to everyone in Georgia while you celebrate the Atlanta Braves being terrific. Moving on to our third point, which originally was about Pat Fitzgerald mm-hmm. being suspended, but now Pat Fitzgerald is being fired by Northwestern. So what are the right. thoughts on this? Well, definitely those harsher disciplines have come down and I think they'll continue to come. Yeah, I definitely have to agree with that. So basically what happened here is that at the time of this recording, it is Monday. I believe I think it was Sunday or maybe even Saturday. It was announced that he was suspended due to an incident with hazing. Now, he wasn't doing the hazing, Mm -hmm. but there were reports of hazing while he was coaching. And he didn't really, you know... I guess, pay attention to it or he paid attention to it and didn't really bat an eye. But right now, you know, it was very interesting what was going on there because apparently the hazing was forced participation, some sexualized acts of degrading nature, and this thing that they call running, which they make players do if their mistakes in practice and then there are also some things too which they call purging we're not going to get into it because this is graphic and it's a family-friendly podcast and the thing that i think bothered me the most was like you said there was no evidence i don't think that we know of that pat Fitzgerald knew what was going on but like during practices the players would do this clapping hand thing above their head if a player made mistake and that was kind of the sign that the hazing was going to happen to this player and it is said that pat fitzgerald would either like recognize that clapping or do it himself Exactly. And then apparently they had a group of players called the Shrek gang. Mm -hmm. And this was the group that would lead the hazing. And apparently older players would wear masks Mm -hmm. and it was, you know, really crazy. And then Pat Fitzgerald signaled for the players to be added to the Shrek's list. 
And it sounded like a lot of the players were saying, no, this doesn't sound like him. But he was he graduated from Northwestern. He spent 26 years at Northwestern total. Yeah, which is awful if he knew that this was going on as an alumni. Exactly. And he was said to be the fifth longest tenured active coach mm-hmm. in FBS football. I mean, he started, I believe, a year or two before Nick Saban had started at Alabama. Right. I ha- I just have a very hard time believing he knew absolutely nothing of this. Even if he heard it and thought it was a rumor, I feel like he should have looked into it more. See, I feel like he knew of it and he just thought it would get taken care of or it wasn't as bad. And that's what's hard about this, in my opinion. Yeah, you made a good point. Maybe he thought, you know, well, this is someone else's job to deal with. But as the head coach, you're in charge of it all. No, exactly. I feel like with this, you know, and what surprises me about this, too, is that he has been coaching for so long that, you know, you always are going to be challenged as a coach. Mm -hmm. But if you see this early enough, you have to nip it in the bud and say, hey, hey guys, what's going on? You know, how can we stop this? Yeah, so I think his firing was just obviously going to come in due time. And I think we're going to see either more people let go, like the athletic director or who else? I don't know. Really, I think right now it sounds like the president of Northwestern is going to figure out what to do next. They've Mm -hmm. already brought in the interim head coach, it looks like. And it also sounds like, too, that they were having some trouble with the former, I believe, president as well i think there were some instances as well where this president who is president shill was at oregon and then he came in to northwestern and then i believe that there was another former athletic director all over the place i believe Mm -hmm. but right now david braun's expected to be the acting head coach until they find a new head coach for the time being yeah it'll be interesting to see what else comes of it absolutely moving on to our next point britney spears <laughs> is in the news but for the nba yeah i would have never thought we would talk about britney on this podcast i didn't either you know obviously we both grew up listening to britney spears you <laughs> yes. know big fan very iconic and you know we're glad to know that she's still a staying relevant But apparently there are some concerns in regards to Britney Spears and first overall pick Victor Wimbanyama because she was trying to get his attention. Mm -hmm. And then she claimed that a member of his security slapped her. Yeah, and I did see the video and it's really grainy, which is crazy in today's world, but it's hard to tell. Something definitely hits her. I don't know if it's his hand. I've also heard like his hand hit her hand and she hit herself. So it's really hard to tell. And then she went on social media and said, I demand a public apology. He's just a kid. I think he's 18 or 19. Right. And when he found out, because his security guard said, just keep walking Mm because he was in a rush to get to dinner. And then when he, he found out who it was. He said, no, seriously, who was it? And they're like, it was Britney Spears. Yeah, no, I don't even think he looked back or knew what was happening. So I don't think an apology needs to come from him at all. It sounds like they, you know, it sounds like a 
misunderstanding. Yeah. And no charges were filed. But really with this, I mean, you know, you've got the Britney fans and then you've got basketball fans who who's going to choose which side. But with this, I mean, it sounds like she was tapping on him and she just kept saying, sir, sir. Yeah. And I saw one story that like she had seen him someplace before and tried to get his attention and then recognized him here. So I'm not sure what she wanted from him, maybe just to say hi. I don't think she's a basketball fan that I know of, but I don't know if she is either. In the video is definitely just a tap. Yeah, it's definitely a little weird. So, I mean, you know, I don't know what she was trying to do, but whatever she was doing, I mean, I guess it could work or, but I guess not, but yeah, in the future, please do not tap NBA <laughs> basketball players on their shoulder to try and get their attention when they're walking anywhere. Note taken. But moving on to our final point, we are going to try and build a team. Now, sadly with this, we were going to use Southern based teams but we had to settle on a former rival of Alabama with Clemson. This was not my favorite pick of yours. No, it was not. And (laughs) I'll do better next time when we do this. So obviously we did very well with our K player lineup. So we are going to do Clemson this week. I thought about doing North Carolina state, but that one got way too hard. That would be tricky. Well, if we did Alabama, then we're too biased. <laughs> I know. This week, we didn't do Auburn or LSU. <laughs> That's true. All right. So, obviously, we know who we picked at quarterback because the other quarterback is not an option. Right. Okay. So, I picked Trevor Lawrence. Same. Okay. So, for running back, I picked Trevor, Travis Etienne. We're matching so far. Um, for wide receivers, I have DeAndre Hopkins, T. Higgins, and Mike Williams. I just picked one of each position, but I picked DeAndre. Oh, perfect one. For tight end, they don't have a current tight end in the NFL, so I picked Jordan Leggett, who victimized Alabama. <laughs> I went with Dwayne Allen. Ooh, he was a good one, especially with the Colts. Mm-hmm. All right, for the O-line, I don't know any of these players. <laughs> I selected John Simpson, Jackson Carmen, Tyler Shatley, Tremaine Ingram, and Mitch Hyatt. Okay. I I do have Mitch Hyatt. So I just did a tackle, a guard, and center. So for tackle, I did Mitch Hyatt. Guard, I did Stacey Seegers. And center, I did Kyle Young. Okay. Now let's see that defense. All right, so for defensive end, I did Vic Beasley. Ooh, good find, good find. Mm -hmm. Let's see, cornerback, I had Ty Hill. He was a Jim Thorpe recipient. I did two linebackers. I had Isaiah Simmons. I had Ben Bulware. Ooh, Ben (laughs) Bulware. At safety, I had Terry Kennard. And then tackle, I had Christian Wilkins. So for defensive end, I've got Christian Wilkins. For D tackle, Dexter Lawrence. At two linebackers, we've got Isaiah Simmons and Stefan Anthony. Mm. At cornerback, we've got AJ Terrell, you know, Falcons star AJ Terrell. And at safety, we've got Nolan Turner. Now, the significance for Nolan Turner, I know someone could say, oh, why didn't you pick anyone else? 
Nolan Turner's dad is one of the best Alabama players of all time, <laughs> Kevin Turner. You had to tie it in. I had to tie it in. <laughs> Nolan Turner is originally from Alabama. I think he's from Birmingham. Okay. But I think with this, you know, I had to pay some homage to Kevin Turner. He was a former teammate of Dabo, and he, you know, is probably one of the best running backs that Alabama had ever had. He also played in the NFL for the Patriots and the Eagles. But, no, he was terrific. Yeah, and he also played with Bobby Humphrey. So, you know, if you ever think about that, you know, he plays with one of the best Alabama running backs of all time as well. Right. So he learned from the best. <laughs> Absolutely. So really with this, you know, it's terrific. But honestly, moving forward in our next week pick, we will probably do someone else. Um, know, well, let's think about this. We're not going to do Georgia because no. <laughs> we don't like Georgia. See, it's so hard because I feel like we want to do Alabama, but we can't do Alabama mm-hmm. because we have to be fair. And I don't want to do Tennessee. <laughs> I'm still mad at them. Maybe we could do Arkansas. I feel okay. like Ar- Arkansas be could be a, would be a fun one. Or we could just go back to doing random lineups with a letter. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun, but it was very interesting. I mean, maybe we can see something new there. But before we end this, we have to make sure that right now with the Braves doing so well, and I mentioned this to Christy earlier, maybe it's time that Morgan Wallen writes a song called The 23 Braves if they win. It's so funny. If we were doing like a video podcast, you would see my shirt right now on the front. It says Braves 98 and the back has Wallen with a big 98. Oh my lord. (laughs) I know. It's bad. Now, is he a big baseball fan? Oh, yeah. He played baseball in college. Interesting. Okay. Well, maybe if, you know, he watches the Braves as much as everyone else does, he'll write a song about them. I mean, I'm sure he's a big Acuna fan or a big Aussie fan. Let me just send this to him. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can always send it to Dale since you and him are now buds. Yeah, we're tight now. I love it. But that is going to do on this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. As always, thank you so much for all the love and support. We could not have grown without y'all. We truly appreciate it. Drop a like, drop a follow, subscribe, share with your friends. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, at Jake's Take Podcast, or my personal Instagram, Jake's Still 14. We're also on threads now, which is very fun. Um, we still, still don't know. Yeah, still have We don't know what we're that. doing. <laughs> Um, but definitely check us out there it's the same as my instagram it's the same as christy's instagram as well so definitely check us out there you can find this on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher amazon music we're basically on all podcast platforms as always drop a like drop a follow subscribe share with your friends help us grow we truly are thankful for everything y'all have done for us we will be back on Friday, recounting some other news as well throughout the sporting news. And as always, happy All-Star Week to everyone who celebrates. Happy MLB Draft to everyone who celebrates. It's MLB season, and there will probably still be some NFL news for Christy to report next week. So get excited about that. But as always, thank you so much for all the love and support. Continue to be great. 
be the best version of you you can be, bring smiles into this world, be a light in this world. The world is still a very scary place and needs our help. And as always, we will see you here for me all later. Take care. Bye.